Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. <laughs> the fact is, sure, when you're eating and when you're drinking, take the mask down, but to the, to the extent possible, keep it on when you're in an indoor congregate setting. Uh, Dr. Fauci, as you advise the president about the possibility of new testing requirements for people coming into this country, does that include everybody? The answer is yes, because you know that the new uh, uh, the new uh, uh, regulation, if you want to call it that, is that anybody and everybody who's coming into the country needs to get a test within 24 hours of getting on the plane to come here. But well, what about people who don't take a plane and just these border crossers coming in in huge numbers? You know, that's a different issue. For example, when you talk, we still have Title 42 with regard to protection at the border. So there are protections at the border that you don't have the capability, as you know, of somebody getting on a plane, getting checked, looking at a passport. We don't have that there, but we can get some degree of mitigation. Is there something to do to test these people somewhere else? There, no, there, there, is, there is testing at the border under certain circumstances, as you know. Michael. Well, that was a pretty terrible answer from Dr. Fauci, who is right now giving a statement and answering questions there in the White House press briefing. The first case of Omicron has been found in the United States, confirmed in California by San Francisco Health Authorities. Me, I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, it is very good to be with you. It has been a busy day. Oral arguments on the Mississippi abortion law in front of the Supreme Court. People thinking that this means that the court will uphold, based on what they saw, they will uphold the Mississippi ban, which leads to the question of what is the future for Roe versus Wade. There's no way of knowing. This was just the day of oral arguments. This decision won't be made until summer of 2022. Then you have the president talking about supply chains and still trying to sell his Build Back Better agenda, which he can't sell, claiming that Republicans are standing in the way. Republicans are voting no. Republicans are the problem. But it's Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia and Senator Kirsten Sinema of Arizona, both Democrats, that are keeping him from getting what he wants, considering the House has already passed it, and it's in the Senate. And now you have Omicron. It is pronounced Omicron. Right here in the United States, confirmed in California, and they trotted out Dr. Fauci to tell you that everything's fine. I actually have exclusive audio of uh, Dr. Fauci. Uh, here it is from that press conference. Remain calm. All is well. And it's actually the one thing he said that actually makes sense because there's no reason to panic. Let's take it back to Dr. Fauci right now, see if he's got anything new. Right here. International visitors, what, do, do you think international visitors, when they arrive in the issue quarantine for seven days, regardless of vaccination status? Well, you know, there are certain uh, requirements for people who are, you're talking about foreign visitors? Yes. Yeah. Going yeah, obviously, if they are, they have to, they have to get tested within, within 24 hours. And when they come back, if they're not vaccinated, they have to be in quarantine. They, they're recommended for quarantine and recommended to get a test within three days. Even if they are vaccinated, yes. I'm sorry. If they, if they are vaccinated, no. should they quarantine? Well, again, we're going to get confused here. You're talking about United States uh, citizens or you're talking about anybody that comes into the country anybody. from anywhere. I'm not sure what that's going to be. I think we'll have to just check with the CDC. Karen. Yeah. Thanks, Jen. Uh, Dr. Fauci, there are reports that in a new book, uh, former President Trump's chief of staff, Mark Meadows, says that the president, then president, tested positive for COVID three days before the debate with President Biden. Were you aware of that positive test at the time? And do you think, given what Meadows says, that he put then-candidate Biden at risk at that debate? 
Well, I certainly was not aware of his test positivity. You gotta love this press corps. You've got a conversation about uh, uh, abortion rights in the United States. You've got high gas prices. You have Russia that has said we will not back down in our military buildup on the Ukrainian border because, after all, Ukraine thinks it has the right to defend itself or something like that. But let's ask a question about a book about something that happened two-plus years ago with President Trump. These people are just miserable miserable that you would think this is a question to ask that America gives a good holy damn about anything having to do with Trump right now. This press corps is simply gross in their inability to focus. But I want to go back to what we came in with, which was how he was answering the question from Peter Ducey of Fox News. We have this kind of hands-off conversation about the border. Yeah, we test people under certain circumstances at the border. What do you mean under certain circumstances? We should be testing everybody at the border. Producer Ari asked me, what do I think of some of these rules that uh, are, are being uh, pushed forward or, or ideas being pushed forward uh, by the Biden administration regarding travel and having people, international travelers, being tested the day before they get on a plane and even tested after they get off the plane? My answer is what you do to others is of less concern to me than what you do to citizens of the United States. Citizens have special rules because we have the Constitution. And when you're from France, you may be a nice person and you have a fantastic baguette, but you don't have the Constitution. I've got rules, and the rules matter greatly. I love a good baguette. That's, that's, that's a true story right here. So I'm just saying that I'm only worried about what we do to American citizens, and I don't think American citizens should be tortured by any stretch of the imagination, nor should they be forced into this madness of mandates, and nor should we be saying to people who are flying, you have to be vaccinated. It's obscene. The idea that we don't even give any kind of consideration to people who have already gotten COVID and have natural immunity is also disgusting and despicable. And if, the, and if they're going to do this and stop the travel, I don't want to bail out the airlines one more time. I want them to have to say, stop it. I want them to say, no, speak up already. Get loud, get vocal, have a, let them drop and build a spine or something for the love of the Lord. Meanwhile, speaking of spineless people, let's go back to Dr. Fauci. That we might do to better our preparation, better our response. That's something we discuss every single day. But right now, what I've always said, and I'll continue to say, let's utilize and implement the tools that we have, because if we had done that, if we had the overwhelming majority of people in this country vaccinated and those who needed to be boosted, boosted, our vulnerability would be much less than it is right now. Brian, last one, then i got to let him know. What do you see as an end game? And the 1917-1918 flu pandemic did eventually evolve till it was less lethal. But there are those who are saying that we're never going to get that far with this virus because we need more people vaccinated. What do you see as the end game? I mean, the end game, which we hope and I think will occur, is that as we get more people vaccinated, not only in this country, but globally, we will see a situation where viruses will not have the opportunity what they have right now is to essentially freely d distribute and freely circulate in society, both domestic society and global society. The more protection you get with vaccines, the less likelihood a virus has to do that, the less likelihood a virus has to mutate, the less likely you're going to get a variant. 
So one of the things that we need to do about our long end game is to do the things we've been saying every single day, not only for ourselves, but internationally. And you know, we have done a lot and will continue to do a lot to get lower middle income countries vaccinated. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's no doubt that, th that this will end. I promise you that this will end. Thank you, Dr. Fauci. There he goes, Dr. Fauci. Now they're going to move on with uh, the White House press briefing with uh, with Jen Psaki. Uh, I will again tell you that the, the people who are engaged in, in, in full-scale panic are not doing anyone any good uh, by, by any stretch of the imagination on Omicron, which is pronounced Omicron, uh, there in, in California. Absolutely not doing anyone any good. But it is not the only thing going on across the country. I, I am going to get into Chris Cuomo. I, I, I am, I am, I am, I am. Because Chris Cuomo was uh, not let go by CNN. He's been suspended indefinitely. And I'm very, very bothered by this concept and by this idea that it would be a, a, a suspension and not a firing for lying the way he did, for, do, for, for undermining people the way he did. He has a responsibility to his employer. He has a responsibility to an audience. And the idea that, well, it's my brother. I had to do what I had to do. No, that's not true. That's not true at all and in any way. Your brother was abusing women, is accused of abusing women, and you didn't say to him, hey, man, here's how to stand strong. You got word of some of these women and you looked to investigate them to see if you could take them down. If that's not an example of elitism and power, I don't know what is. I don't know what else it could be, but we're going to get into that in a, in a second. I wanted you to hear this. I wanted you to hear uh, this is Jerome Powell, who's the uh, chairman of the Fed, and talking about... Uh, build back better this this nonsense 1.75 trillion dollars from Joe Biden uh, and and how it's not going to help anything it's nothing more than a bunch of progressive wish list items that don't help the country but hurt the country they damage the nation it, it, all you have to do is ask yourself this is Pete Buttigieg in favor of it then it's bad for the country that's it that's all you have to do uh, the only thing Pete Buttigieg has done that I also favor is adoption Everything else, everything else is totally wrong. But I wanted you to hear this. This was uh, the floor of the House. And, uh, and well, listen. Inflationary pressures. Thank you. Uh, well, let me see if I can get it, get it right here. I know I can. I know I'm, I'm smart enough to. Listen. Inflationary pressures. Thank you. Uh, and Chairman Powell, would you agree with that analysis that this increased spending, these multiple trillions of dollars over the next year, will that help us get to that point that we're at in the end of next year where you see inflation reducing? I'm, I'm sorry, we, <clears throat> we really don't comment on, on existing legislation. It's kind of it's kind of out of bounds for us. This is what the CBO will do. They will, they will make an estimate. So then just to confirm your discussion with uh, Congressman uh, Zeldin, your analysis that the inflationary numbers are anticipated to perhaps reduce at the end of next year, that's based on this multi-build back better passing. So 
we, we have to see the final bill and how much of it is paid for. The, you know, you, you've got to look at the spending in the first couple of years. You've got to look at exactly what the, what the, uh, how much of it is paid for to really make a sophisticated judgment about that. But it is 10 years of spending, right? So I, I'm, I'm really reluctant to get pulled into uh, to commenting on, on, on something that we don't really have the final facts on. Thank you. Yield back. Why is the chairman of the Federal Reserve making a statement that the Build Back Better agenda isn't paid for? We were told that it was paid for. Everybody and their mother has told us that this bill is paid for. Everyone, Biden and Saki and Nancy Pelosi. May I just say and associate myself with the closing remarks of Mr. Uh, Mr. Schumer. Uh, this is a great accomplishment and there's more to come. And so happy that hopefully this week we will be passing Build Back Better to, to give tax, tax cuts to America's working families, uh, to create millions more jobs, to lower health care costs, and all of it paid for. Her words, not mine, or Joe Biden's words. Folks, you know, the same goes for my plan to build back better for the people getting folks back to work and reducing cost of things like child care, elder care, housing, health care, prescription drugs, and meeting the moment on climate change. I'm confident that the House will pass this bill, and then we're going to have to pass it in the Senate. And it's fully paid for. It will reduce the deficit over long term, according to leading economists in the world. The chairman of the Fed says it's not paid for. How much of it is paid for? I mean, going back to when it was $3.5 trillion, Nancy Pelosi said, oh, don't worry, it's all paid for. Better future for workers, their families, and their children. Creating good-paying jobs, giving a tax cut, a big tax cut to the middle class, lowering costs for families, and making the wealthiest, let the wealthiest in corporations pay their fair share. So this legislation will be paid for. Not true. Obviously. They have lied about this from beginning to end. It's just about like the lie when they say there'll be no tax increases on people who make under $400,000 a year. Only people over $400,000 will pay more in taxes. It's not true. It's not factual. How these... You're already paying more taxes because look what you're paying for gas. Inflation is a tax. So we're, we're perfectly clear. But they don't have it. And it just got admitted to. I hope you're ready for it. What happened with Chris Cuomo and why is his being suspended not enough? Because we should be clear. It's not enough. And what happened in the abortion conversation, the case in front of the Supreme Court? I've got it all coming up. Keep it right here. I'm Tony Katz. Shooter has been ID'd in Michigan. Four students are dead, several others wounded. This was a shooting uh, that took place yesterday. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. I will not be using names. That is something that we have uh, had as a long term rule here 
on the show and any show that I do. I do not name names. His father uh, purchasing a 9mm Sig Sauer. Uh, days earlier, uh, this student taking the firearm um, to school. We do not yet have a motive. Uh, parents uh, advise uh, their child not to speak to authorities, and police have to get permission from a juvenile's parent or guardian in order to speak with them. Now, we should be perfectly clear about a couple of things. First, this entire incident is horrific. Second, this entire incident, this, this killing of four innocent kids is not a reason to go after the Second Amendment or lawful gun ownership. There may be a reason to go after a parent for not securing a firearm, but I don't know that as of yet. You're a parent and your child is in this level of trouble. Of course you don't allow the police to speak to him. Of course you get a lawyer. And I'm sorry, anybody who thinks otherwise is out of their mind. We're not going to agree to disagree. We're not going to claim that somehow this isn't as bad as it is. It's worse than we probably know because it's not our kid and we're not the one making funeral arrangements. Some of the video, by the way, of kids jumping out windows because the, the shooter was knocking on the door. Like, open the door, bro. And kids were like, all right, we're out. And they, they were happened to be on the first floor. And they jumped out the window and ran to another building instead of sheltering in place. I had a whole talk with my kids yesterday. This happened. I got home. I had a whole talk with them about what you do. And we have our points to pick them up. If they if they escape the school, you know, we know. In front of the school, you're heading here. Back of the school, you're heading here. We know what's going on. Because you got to have a plan. Because sometimes jumping out is the very best thing to do. Sometimes sheltering in place is the best thing to do. Fighting is always, if you have to, the best thing to do. But I think some people are upset that these parents, they, they lawyered up. It's, it's your kid. Anybody who's upset is out of their skull. I mean, they're deranged and ignorant and out of their head. They should be laughed at. It's a horrible story. It's going to continue to be a horrible story. It was three yesterday. It is four that are dead today. And I only hope that is the end. We'll have more on the story as it progresses. In the meantime, Chris Cuomo is suspended for something, by the way, that I wouldn't have a job anymore. My employers, my stations wouldn't keep me. There's no way. There's no way. Why does Chris Cuomo get this pass? How many naked pictures of Jeff Zucker does he have? Ah, uh, well, I got to start with something. This is Tony Katz today. With the full support of the WTA Board of Directors, I am announcing the immediate suspension of all WTA tournaments in China, including Hong Kong. That from the Women's Tennis Association. Why? Because they don't know where Peng, where I'm sorry, Peng Shui is. She is a tennis player. She is missing. A one video of her, but they don't know where she is today. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Support women's tennis when they come to your town because they support freedom. 
The Women's Tennis Association. Oh, gosh. Can I say it this way? Yeah, I believe I can. The Women's Tennis Association has more cojones than the NBA. Just so we're perfectly clear. More willing to stand up. More strength. In the NBA, you have Ina's Cantor Freedom. In the Women's Tennis Association, you have the association. The NBA could learn something. I know there are a couple of NBA guys who listen to the show, a couple people who, who play, maybe a couple guys definitely in, in the offices. Uh, it, it's your move, league. You going to go back to China? I Start going to NBA games with T-shirts that read, Where is Peng Shui? Hey, LeBron, where's Peng Shui? Oh, wait, he, he's out because he has COVID, even though he's fully vaccinated. I guess you can still get COVID if you're vaccinated. You don't wear the shirt anyway. Hey, LeBron, where's Peng Shui? It's spelled P-E-N-G, but it's pronounced Peng. And then the last name is S-H-U-A-I, Shui. Women's Tennis Association has events right here in the U.S. Of course, you've got the lead-up uh, that they do to the U.S. Open. And they're in Chicago, and they're in Cincinnati, Cleveland. I, I, I just texted someone. I'm like, how do we get them to Indianapolis? How do we get them to Indianapolis? How do we do this? Come on, we can figure this out. We have courts. We'll build a damn court. We do it right there in the middle of Lucas Oil. We could do this. We could do this. We have skills. Hottest ticket ever. People who support freedom. People who aren't afraid. I mean, that's everything. That's everything. We live in a world where people won't speak out. We live in a world where people are afraid to talk. Where they're afraid, well, it could cost us some money. Well, it could make someone angry. Ah, screw it. This girl was disappeared by communists. All communists are evil. This is what they do. And don't worry, if there are communists in the United States who had too much power, they would try it here as well. Because communists don't change, no matter their physical geography. They are what they are, what they are. Good on the Women's Tennis Association. And go support them when they come to your town. Now, Chris Cuomo... Uh, he doesn't deserve any support. Chris Cuomo, he has been suspended. This is Anderson Cooper delivering the news on CNN. Here's a statement released tonight from a CNN spokesperson. Quote, the New York Attorney General's office released transcripts and exhibits Monday that shed new light on Chris Cuomo's involvement in his brother's defense. The documents, which we were not privy to before their public release, raised serious questions. The spokesperson continued, quote, when Chris admitted to us that he had offered advice to his brother's staff, he broke our rules, and we acknowledged that publicly. But we also appreciated the unique position he was in and understood his need to put family first and job second. However, these documents point to a greater level of involvement in his brother's efforts than we previously knew, the spokesperson added. As a result, we have suspended Chris indefinitely pending further evaluation. So there it is. That's that what's happened. Now, you got to understand that Chris Cuomo, while he was advising his uh, former governor brother, Andrew Cuomo, 
It wasn't just, hey, here's how you deal when people are, are accusing you of sexual assault. Here's how you respond to the questions. No, no, no. It was, hey, these women are making accusations about you. I'll dig into who these women are. I'll ask around. Maybe somebody knows somebody. It's about intimidation. This is exactly what Chris Cuomo was taking part in. Now, if you listen to Brian Stelter, I know, no one's listening to Brian Stelter. He's saying that Cuomo may only be uh, be, uh, suspended for a, a few weeks. As CNN put it, he was just, Cuomo was suspended indefinitely. Now, Brian Stelter is saying it might only be a few weeks. Guys, I'd be fired for this, and so would you. Because it's not, well, he was helping out his brother. I know a lot of people want to go down that road. Oh, he's just helping out his brother. Isn't that right, Sonny Hostel? You know, that, that's the thing. I think it comes down to it doesn't feel right. It seems unseemly, yeah. right? But is it illegal? I don't think so. I think he's a brother. He he wanted to help his brother. Yeah. Um, I think certainly there is an ethical issue when it comes to journalism. Should you be, if, if he's considered a journalist, and did you use your sources to somehow help your brother's legal case? I mean, he was he is a lawyer. Chris is also a lawyer. And he was drafting statements and, and um, advising his brother. Uh, you while know, saying he's not an advisor. And right. while, while saying he's not an advisor, did he do anything illegal? I don't see that. The question is not whether or not Chris Cuomo did anything illegal. The question before us is the ethics. He was sitting there joking with his brother while his brother's policies were killing seniors throughout New York. He was sitting there building up his brother while he knew about these uh, offenses and these accusations and was actively trying to tear women down. Why is Sonny Hostin okay with tearing women down? Sonny Hostin is a host of The View. So I think that's a good question that somebody should ask her. Why is she okay with these things? I find it to be pretty indecent. I find it more indecent that he hasn't been fired. Why in the world is Jeff Zucker not firing Chris Cuomo. This is a mystery. A ridiculousness. You know, I had put out on, on social media, I, I had put out on Twitter, uh, what, what I thought was actually one of, my, one of my better lines, congratulations to the college that hires Chris Cuomo to be their new professor of ethics and journalism. That's, what, that's not going to happen? That's completely and totally going to happen. They protect their own. They are going to rally around him. Oh, they don't rally around the Cuomos. They hate the Cuomos. Maybe. But if the Cuomos fall, well, who knows what other leftists fall? Remember, they they protected Cuomo until they realized it was just too much of a liability. And then they got somebody more leftist as Kathy Hochul, the current governor of New York. New Yorkers don't learn, and that's why they deserve everything they get. And I feel bad for the upstaters who are totally screwed over uh, by those uh, in the five boroughs. I mean, they're just hosed. But they, they, they got to deal with just that reality. When you live in California, you've got L.A. County and you've got San Francisco. And then you have the rest of the state that doesn't believe like they do. They're just absolutely hosed. 
Why do you think Eastern Oregon wants to get rid of Western Oregon? They want to become part of Idaho. They don't want any part of Portland's crazy. They want nothing to do with it. But they do not, as of yet, have an option. They, 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 they suffer through. So uh, my point is, is that uh, there are people who are just, you know, uh, eventually you could be like, okay, they're too much of a liability. That's when we get rid of them. But more times than not, they rally around and they find ways uh, to, to, to save them to the very best of their ability. That's what they do. Do everything they can to protect them. Why is Jeff Zucker protecting Chris Cuomo? It's an absolute mystery. A nonsense, well, I shouldn't say nonsense, an insane move from CNN that this guy could still have a job is something else, is something stunning. Because Chris Cuomo not only should be fired, he should be fired loudly and proudly because he's a bad guy. Understand that Chris Cuomo is a bad, bad guy. Now, was he a bad television host? Well, I, I, The fact that I didn't agree with him uh, would be different than whether or not I think he's any good, whether I thought his presentation was any good. And there are times I thought his presentation was just fine, even though I disagreed with him. But he was lying. He lied to CNN. He lied to his audience. You can't lie to your audience. What are you, nuts? It's the only thing you can't do. You cannot lie. You have to say it as it is. You have to be engaged in the facts with your audience. You can't tell them one thing and then do another. You got to explain yourself. If you're not willing to explain yourself, why should your audience have any faith in you at all? But yet there's going to be an audience that goes right on back to Chrissy C. They're going to go right on back and sit there and literally pant, pant like dogs and lap up whatever it is he says next. That's what they're going to do. Now, right now, the United States has its first confirmed case of Omicron. That is the new variant of COVID. It's in San Francisco. Dr. Grant Colfax, he is the director of public health in San Francisco. He is speaking to this right now. On to variants. Our vaccine rate is high. More boosters are going into arms every day. Five to 11-year-olds are getting vaccinated at a rapid uptake. Our masking and vaccine requirements are among some of the most stringent in the country. These efforts have been very effective in helping us slow the spread of the virus. And there's still a lot we do not know about Omicron. We don't know how infectious it is, although there is a strong likelihood that it is more infectious than Delta. We don't know how sick it will make people, but that is being studied furiously right now across the world. And we don't know yet how effective, fully effective the vaccines are in protecting against transmission or serious cases of illness and hospitalizations due to Omicron. But most experts that I have spoken to believe that the vaccines will still be of critical importance in protecting 
ourselves, our families, and our community. So our message is the same as it was yesterday. To best protect against this variant, get vaccinated for goodness sakes if you have not been vaccinated. Get your booster if you're eligible. Continue to wear those masks inside where required. Continue to take the steps that we know that have been successful in San Francisco to prevent major loss of life and to slow the spread of this virus. We know how to do this, San Francisco. At this time, we do not anticipate changing any of our health orders or changing any current restrictions or imposing new restrictions on activity in San Francisco. We're obviously following these developments very closely. We will share additional information as we have it. And again, get vaccinated, get your booster, wear the mask. And for goodness sakes, it's been a long, almost 24 months now. Please have a great holiday season with your family. And now well, I'd like to he's figured out how to do to the Dr. upbeat. That the idea uh, is is of this being something that is uh, deadly as opposed to just existing. Well, that's not it. And they're not living in fear. But he is saying that Omicron is stronger than the Delta strain. Now, this goes to a conversation I, I had a little bit earlier with, with Phil Kirpin of American Commitment. Is it possible? Possible. Not a doctor. So, so follow me here. That Omicron could take over for Delta as the more uh, uh, prevalent strain. And that might be something that is valuable because it's a further degradation of the virus, uh, far less deadly, but still there, just exists. This is an interesting question. So my point to you is that they don't know yet. This is going to take some time to figure out. Should it change your life? Absolutely not. You feel vaccination is the best way to go? Do it. You feel a mask is the best way to go? Do it. That a doctor would advocate for those things makes perfect sense. You notice I'm not mad at him for doing so. Go right ahead. I get it. And when a doctor says, well, I disagree, we should be allowed to hear from them as well, YouTube and Twitter. It's the mandates I oppose. But that's not a guy who sounded like doom and gloom. Not at all. I, I, I find myself having heard him saying, okay, that was a solid presentation of facts. That was telling people don't engage in a world of panic. Not so bad. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz. So there in the front of the Supreme Court, they discussed the Mississippi abortion law. The Mississippi abortion law states that an abortion cannot happen after 15 weeks. Of course, opponents to the law think uh, that uh, this is an attack on women, an attack on freedom, an attack on rights. The real question before us is, do you think that Roe v. Wade should remain? 
And uh, no, 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 I don't. Roe v. Wade is the fundamental problem. This is different than whether or not you think abortion is going to disappear. And people are making a gigantic mistake uh, that they think that if Roe v. Wade was overturned, well, then abortion would be illegal in the U.S. That's, That's not true. That's not true. Plenty of states would still have legalized abortion. Some states would say, we don't allow it. And then the fights would continue from there. Roe v. Wade is a law that comes out of whole cloth that the Supreme Court never should have uh, engaged. It was a mistake, and we should say so. That's where a lot of this conversation is, that this was a mistake. We'll see what happens with it. We won't get a decision until the summer of 2022. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, everything at TonyKatz.com. Tomorrow, everyone, take care.